listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. And this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text our show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Lovely to have you back, Frank. Thank you. It's lovely mm. to be back. Um, it's terrible that Muhammad Ali has died, a major part of my growing up. I was just watching him on the telly there with... Uh, there was a, uh, a guy called Howard Cassell that used to interview him quite regularly. And Howard Cassell once thought the way to handle him was to use big words so that Muhammad Ali wouldn't be able to know what he was talking about and slightly put him down a bit. And Ali was saying, I'm so marvellous, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest of all time. And he said, you're very truculent. He said, I don't know what truculent means, but if it's good, I'm it. <laughs> straight in, straight in. He also said that he was so fast that he, he could put his bedroom light off and get into bed before it got dark. <laughs> Uh, My kind of man. He was. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, absolutely magnificent. Getting up with my dad at three o'clock in the morning to listen to fights on the radio. <laughs> anyway, let's be light-hearted. Yes. So let's be light-hearted and talk about your son's party. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, sorry, I sound like I'm, I'm a bit... Um, you sound a bit snotty. If I am a bit snotty. Saying. I didn't want to use that word when people oh. are having their breakfast. Or, oh. or, more likely, with our listeners, have hangovers. Yeah. <laughs> do you think they do? Might be yeah. having their supper. They might be having their supper now before bed. There's a high no. demographic Jones. of uh, hangover sufferers, I think. Do you think, on Absolute Radio? Um, I, but this time on the Saturday morning, the whole country... I've got that... Do you remember those the two return tickets to Nottingham advert? <laughs> yes. Which was an advert for Vic. No, it's tunes. Help you breathe oh, more it tunes? easily. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, yeah. that's right. Do you still get tunes? Yeah, can you still buy yeah, tunes? Yeah, I think so. They yeah. were like, um, the... Me can you still... That's a very... Sure. It's one of my sure. favourite things, can, can you still... still does this Ow. still happen? That's a very well, 70s a thing to see. I mean, you'd only see them in a minicab. I haven't seen them for a long time. I don't know mm. if you can. Oh, they were sort of the medical profession's <laughs> answer to spangles, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> you remember a few weeks ago, we were doing, um, sounds that you don't hear anymore. You remember that? Was oh, that? Yeah. Three weeks ago, I went to see a... gargling was on. I think it was, yeah. I went to see a rock band the following week, and the next day I had the... Oh, yeah, concert ears. Like, oh, man. I've, I really thought that had stopped, but it was back. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't, that'll, that'll never go out of date. I, I thought know. you were going to say no. somebody said, Wally! <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that at a gig. People used to shout Albatross as well. Do you remember did that? They? Yeah, they did. Did they? Uh, people shout Alan now. Have you noticed that? Alan, yeah, it's a thing. It's a oh, thing. Oh, your gigs, they do. Well, yeah, they, well, do. they don't shout they do, it to me but, and Frank. But it's also a thing. Like, it's a thing where people go, Alan! And then somebody at the other side of the concert goes, Alan! No! It's a thing. No, it's not, darling. It's just a really bad thing that I've got the name that is in question. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, I've learnt, already learnt something this morning. Frank, I've got a bit of housekeeping to do, oh, which yeah. is your... Beep. Is that why you're wearing that quilted <laughs> 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 I was surprised at that. You've, uh, you've got a bit of beef with David Seaman. Oh, yeah? You go for dinner? So... No, Frank was on a documentary. I bet he loves beef, don't you? Oh, Yorkshire pudding. Oh, he loves the beef. Favourite food, Frank? Favourite food, steak. Favourite food. <laughs> Biggest influence on career, Dad. What would you have been <laughs> if you were in a football electrician? <laughs> Favourite drink, Frank? What do they like? Um, although when they didn't know up to beer often, I oh, think. Oh, no. Oh, no, they said they, beer. I think they said top dick shandy. Mm. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, so there was a documentary this week. In my experience of drinking with professional footballers, it's a vodka, we... vodka and Red Bull. Can we not talk about my experience of drinking with professional footballers? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. for the autobiography. Well, my, mine ended at, uh, when we all went home separately. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for that, Frank. Um... So, there was a documentary this week, which may I say was very fine, When Football Came Home, was it called? Uh, Alan Shearer was fronting it, but you and David were in it, yes, and you I were have, marvellous. I, I, I cried. Seen it, I must say, at this point. I cried. Oh, and that wasn't lovely. just because of your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, on this documentary, you referred to David Seaman, and you told an anecdote about him, didn't you? I did. Do your anecdote the, the, for He us. approached me, I think it was, we were at a, um, a premiere... Uh -huh. This is in the <laughs> days when not only I got interviewed, I, invited to premieres, but so did uh, Alan Seaman. David. David. I thought you could David Seaman, <laughs> sorry. Who is Alan Seaman? Alan. Alan. Oh, He's yeah, Alan. I've got Alan on my mind. <laughs> David Seaman is a bloke. Do you remember those crisps, um, Smokey Beckham and Salt oh, yeah, Linica? Yeah. David Seaman was the guy who didn't get the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. he come up to me and said, Frank, I've got a, something I've been wondering about. Um... I was going to say pondering, but that he wouldn't no, have said that. And he said, uh, who, who is Jules Remy? <laughs> <laughs> well, he says not. He was asked about this. Some fans were giving him beef about this on Twitter. And you know what he replied? Go on. He's a little liar and wait till I, I see him. I can't believe it. I would swear I'd, I'll David take him Seaman. to the European Court of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to worry up the way things are going. But uh, uh, there is no question that Alan Seaman... Uh, no, David Seaman. Alan, Alan. David Seaman. You've alan me up all morning now. <laughs> everyone, Alan Seaman this, Alan Seaman that. David Seaman definitely, definitely said that. I suppose um, he's going to say he didn't let in that goal from the halfway line. Oh... <laughs> On the memory plays tricks. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Yes, yes. I'm just checking to see if we've had any correspondence from oh, we have? Uh, Alan Seaman. Oh, I no, don't think we have. <laughs> no. We have had correspondence though. 869 has texted in. Morning. Yes, I have a hangover walking the dog. Could you talk a little quieter, please? Okay. There must be another solve to that. Another what? Solve? Another solve. I've never heard that term before. I like it. Oh, well, I like to uh, mix up my syntax. By the way, um, on the subject of who's out there listening, um, I met a woman this week in Hereford. Oh. I've been um, to the pig auction there. Have you? Genuinely. Did you get one? I didn't buy one. Oh, okay. I was browsing. What's the point? <laughs> What's the point of going? After you'd bought that estate car, especially, to get it back yeah. home. Window shopping, were you? Could you put it... Would it be legal to just put one in a passenger seat with a with a, a uh, safety belt on? I don't um, know. I've got some friends who own two pigs, so I'll ask them. Yeah, but they've got quite small pigs. I don't know if that would work. No, they were miniature pigs when they bought them, and then they found out they were done. They weren't miniature pigs. Oh. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> okay. So they end up buying the whole hog. <laughs> oh, lovely, Frank. Anyway, I, um... Met a woman. There's a guy called, yeah, and, and, and her husband, who's called Rodri, uh -huh. listens to the show. I think he listens live as well. And he's a remote area medic in Kurdistan. Wow. Mm -hmm. Which is a job and a half. So, um, we don't quite, do quite those sort of... Well. We, don't, we don't do shout-outs on this show, because all our listeners have got hangovers. They don't want that kind of volume, <laughs> as we've established. But, Rodri, if you're listening in Kurdistan, um, we love you for being a remote area medic. 
Does that mean he just does people's private parts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to the remote areas <laughs> clinic myself. <laughs> they said Germaline would have done it, wasting my money. Frank? Yes, darling. Are we ready to talk about, uh, about this party? I don't normally call you darling, by the way. I, I quite liked it. Um, well, um, because yes. I was there, and I, I, I should say, I, during the show last week, I mentioned it, but I didn't go full forensic. Okay. As I felt, um... That you weren't on the stand. Yeah. The witness was not on the stand. I wanted yeah. to hear it from the horse's mouth. Yeah. Well, I, um... Because from my perspective, there were some extraordinary things going on. Yes, my, my son, um, who's called Boz, after Boz Aldrin, who I believe is at Waterstones today in Piccadilly, <laughs> doing a book signing. <laughs> What's happened to this show? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I just mentioned I, get, I have no... Um, I don't get a retainer from uh, Boz Aldrin. Well, I go through Time Out and read out what else is on in London. <laughs> Actually, I think I did get a retainer from Boz Aldrin. One of his old um, bottlers I signed up. <laughs> uh, working for me. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so my son was four, and so I thought I'd have a birthday party for him. Now, the significance of this, particularly for me... Is my first ever memory, as far as I can uh, piece it together, was I remember sitting on the bed and saying to my mother, I'm four today. It's, right. it's oh. a memory I can date quite accurately. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless you were just wrong when you were a kid, which unless, also uh, happens. Unless I forgot the bit where she says, no, 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 you're 14. <laughs> 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 I'll kill that typist. <laughs> um no, so that so I I know, and I I have a friend who um, knows about stuff like this, and he says children don't really remember anything until they're about four, mm. right? You know, nothing specific. Oh. All right, all right, Buzzkill. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so um, so I thought, well, he'll remember this party, so I want to make it, you yeah. know, I want to make it particularly uh, special. Oh, he'll certainly remember it. Yes. Well, he I have to say he loved it. I found it one of the most stressful events of my entire life, including <laughs> all my performing career on live television, enormous wow. gigs, and this. This. Um, um, once seeing um, Catherine Jenkins approaching from the opposite side <laughs> of the alley with a pitchfork. Can I tell you, there was a moment when I realised you might be quite stressed, was when I overheard you saying to your manager's assistant, who yeah. said, can I get you anything? And you said, a bottle of brandy would be nice. <laughs> yes. Um, of course, he knows better than to take me seriously on that. Otherwise, um, I yes. wouldn't be sitting here now. Mm. But yeah, oh, God. Other people's parties I've grown into as I've got older. But when you actually organise something yourself, you spend the whole thing just worrying about it. Mm. It wasn't until the first bin liner came out to clear up that my, I had a headache for the whole event, and it went when I saw, I realised that it was over. You also got locked outside, and when we let you back in, you said, oh, well, it was better than being locked inside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I was a little negative. Also, there was a woman cleaning up there. And I said, where do we put the bin liners? And she said, you must take them away. <laughs> you! <laughs> I thought, yes, all right. <laughs> See if, you know, the next sentence was going to be, because if the Nazis find them here. <laughs> um, but she was so aggressive and unkind to me. Oh, dear. At that stage, I just... I, and she's lucky I didn't just fall to my knees and sob like a... Some oh, sort of... Oh, Well, Buzz had a lovely time, except he had same-dress nightmare. 
He did, yes. There were two Supermans. That's the trouble with the superhero oh, themes. Yeah. Mm. Same dress nightmare is, is always a risk. That's a hazard, yeah. though. That's, yeah. you know, and, and life will deal him, you know, the skills to cope with that, I think. It's, got, mm. it's a good early lesson. I didn't, no one went to Clark Kent and then became Superman later. But, you know, they're four. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, yes, yeah, so I hired some entertainment for my child's party. I won't well, can name... Can we say it was age-appropriate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last I, time I mean, you mentioned uh, entertainment yeah. on this show. I won't name them, um, because I'd like someone else to fall for it. <laughs> um, oh, they were... I thought they were going to you, last time with the Brits. I, I was a bit disappointed, I'll be honest with you. Oh, that's a shame. You, you were, weren't you? you? You made that quite obvious. Yes, it was um, two um, people... Um, a man and a woman. Um, it's not relevant where they came from, but they, they had um, that sort of Bella Lugosi accent. <laughs> right. and, they, and they did um, some, well, some, I'm going to call them songs. Right. I was songs speaking, from the old country, I'd songs. call them. I was speaking to, um, to uh, your friend John. Mm. And, and he it was a, a witty fellow, and he, he was... When they played Akuna Matata, because I'd, I'd requested some... Uh, oh, I didn't line. hear that. I thought no, that well, was No, well, you did hear it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just they, didn't recognise it. Which they... Boss, to, to his credit, recognised it. Um, but I, um, I'd asked for some... They'd said, do, do you want us, you know, any requests? And I said, well, mm. he loves The Lion King, so do that. And, um... And, uh... John said to me, it sounds like they've never actually... that someone's told them about Akuna <laughs> Matata rather than they've actually heard it. <laughs> oh. He also said to me in a very actor way, they're, they're, safe, they're saving themselves, these lot. They're saving themselves. <laughs> and the reason he said that um, was that one of the first things the woman said to me was, um, we must start now. And I said... Uh, God, a woman hadn't said that to me in that accent for years. <laughs> and I said, uh, no, there's only four children here. She said, no, but we have a rehearsal with and Britain's Got Talent. And one of them was Talent. me without heels. Sorry, Frank. So we have a rehearsal with Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. Oh. So I thought, well, they're, obviously we're, they're putting a second, but um, yeah. they're going to be amazing. I don't know how they got on. But, um, no, I mean, I don't know how on earth they got on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so they... How can I put it? They uh, they had a, they had a matinee feel to them, right? They felt yes, saving some energy for the late show. And they also thing. they also kindly offered to supply the goodie bags. Right. I would say they redefined the whole concept of the <laughs> goodie bag. You know, they were the, quite minimalist. You know, when you watch a cop drama and they have that bag that's things from the crime scene. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> It was like that, like that. A forensic bag or it something. Just for like a bit of fingernail and <laughs> uh, a sample of some blood from the clothing. It was like that. Well, that's not true. There was a lovely 24-page photocopied booklet about how you could hire them. Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Their brochure was in there. <laughs> a brochure? Yeah. yeah. But um, other than that, goodie was not the word, was he? Baddie. Well, Is this a thing as a, a baddie bag? bag? Yeah. There was well, a, bouncing a, bag. a brown bouncing ball. I didn't the know. Wasp. You could buy brown bouncing balls. That was no. a fun. That was what a fun. worried me is they had 14 <laughs> rabbits in the van. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Um, but, you know, the kids didn't seem to notice, and that's the great thing about yeah, kids. 
Frank, and that's also, of course, it... what children's entertainers so often rely on. <laughs> you did take it very seriously. At one point, you were wandering around so stressed and you came over to me and went, they're just not playing to their audience. No. I know, but Frank, it wasn't a corporate. I mean, they were four-year-olds. It was, um, <laughs> it's one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're listening, thank you so much. Skinner. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. So anyway, um, I continued the week by taking, uh, taking my son away, and we, we did lots of activities, which were, I have to say, all um, the party was a success, amazingly. Um, but I, I did That's something... That's not the spin you've given it so far, I'll No, be honest, well, I, but... I... Because I... From my... From where I sat, I could see there were many terrible things. Well, there was uh, one terrible thing. Right. Well, there were two. Um, <laughs> but, um... But you was, didn't have a go at them because you felt sorry for them. Well, I was, go, I was going over to have a what the hell was that, and then the woman was so apologetic, I slightly crumbled. She apologised? Yeah. Really? She said, I've never done it for this many children before. I was very nervous. She said, I think there were some good moments... Oh, wow. And I said, I think I missed those. Oh, wow. And then she looked pained, the and then that. I thought, I can't continue. I, uh -huh. I, can't, I, have to, I can't handle. So yeah. I said, look, it's fine. They got their eight quid each, yeah? So, um... No, yeah, but Frank go on, go on, had a dilemma, Al, because he was torn between not thinking they were good enough to continue performing, but also wanting to get his money's worth. Right. So complaining Awful. that they weren't doing the full hour, it's as he kept calling dilemma. it. Exactly. I booked them for an hour. Want... They're not doing the full hour. <laughs> well, it's the... I want more of this thing. I want more this. of this thing I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> no, is, 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 it a, is it a Groucho Marx thing when he says the food's terrible here in such small portions? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it was like that. Yeah. I want my, wanted my pound of flesh. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> also, I didn't want a big argument scene at a children's party. Yeah. That and you know, well, you shouldn't have invited a, me then. Did you feel a slight performer's kinship of? Uh, no. hey, we've all had tough. I felt guys. a performer's kinship, thinking I would have done better than this if I'd have done it. Yeah, I mean, some of your stuff is not for four-year-olds. No, but you know what? I would have modified it. <laughs> I reckon I could knock up <laughs> an Akuna Matata. True. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it was done with. So then we we went on. We did stuff, and I I did something I hadn't done since I was about fifteen. I rode 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 a boat gently down the stream. Oh, nice! Oh. And um, how was it? Tiring. Tiring. Well, it was. I realised I'd learnt nothing from all those years on the disco floor. Oh yeah. <laughs> Going oops, <laughs> oops. So I'd learnt. I, I I sort of no. thought that that might have given me. <laughs> <laughs> Just a general sense of rhythm. Yeah. That's sort of a, a mini head start. Not yeah. transferable skills. I've always thought that it was the popularity of that song that <clears> led <throat> to our years of um, rowing domination in the Olympics. No, I think it's something else. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think, that, was, you think that's Rollocks? I think it was rowing. Yeah. Uh, I think it was lack of available books to read or something. No. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. Um, but I... Maybe... Is there, is there a pastime where people have to lean forward and then lean back again? Mm. <laughs> yeah, but let's not talk about that now. OK. <laughs> um, so I... Um, I thought, well, you know, I, I know, I've got that, I know what you do. So the first thing I got on and someone said to me, excuse me, <laughs> you're facing the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had that shouted at me before as well. <laughs> And um, I said, "Am I?" It's point I said, "Isn't it? It's pointy bit first, isn't it?" You didn't say that. Yeah. 
Uh, another one of my catchphrases. We've got to stop. <laughs> We've got to stop doing this now. This is turning into absolute film. It is. No. <laughs> so I ended up. This is how I was told to sit in the middle of the boat. Mm-hmm. Sorry, was this just a well wisher or someone yeah. responsible for the boat hire? Well, I was at a rather uh, exclusive resort. Yes, I think I've been Ox- there as well. In Oxfordshire. And yeah. so the rowing um, lake adjoins the swimming pool and, gen- and a place where people sit outside and drink, I'm guessing, <laughs> um, Bacardi and Coke. Right. They had that look to no them. No one drinks that anymore, Frank. Do you know the, <laughs> you know the Bacardi adverts with the beautiful people? It was like that. And I arrived as if Jamie Vardy had arrived <laughs> in a rowing boat. <laughs> <laughs> And they said, so I I ended up, the pointy bit was behind me. So I was going backwards. (laughs) Now, that's what this bloke, who sounded like he'd he'd yachted, so he probably knew. Yeah. Um, But I, the trouble is, I couldn't see where I was going. Now, Bozzi was sitting facing me. Remember, he's four years old. Mm. Um... He kept leaning across to try and see past me to see if there was any bikes coming up. Every time he leaned, the whole boat... <laughs> I I mean, I was wearing a life jacket, and yeah. so was he. I wore a life jacket. I mean, this thing was next to the swimming pool bar area, and I had a life jacket. <laughs> and it was about two feet deep, that lake. I was so frightened. It was a bit deeper than that, maybe four feet. But I was terrified. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the other thing, I've always had this thing, and maybe if there's any, uh, uh, any, any of our readers might know this, What's always worried me about a life jacket is what about if when it when it takes takes its flotation moment if yeah. you're facing downwards yeah would oh. it then keep you facing downwards no it tips you onto your back are you absolutely sure yeah well I wasn't prepared to risk that no you don't want to test it no but um, so I ended up going backwards the pointy bit behind me I couldn't see where I was going and I had a series of incidents uh oh <laughs> we'll come to that. <laughs> Absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, We've had an email from Sarah, and it's entitled Children's Parties, so I thought, oh, Frank will probably want to know. Maybe it's some useful advice or some uh, comradeship in the world of children's party throwing. Hi, I'm unable to sympathise with you, Frank, read children's parties. I have twins. The horror of organising their parties has scarred me for life. Still, on a brighter note, you've got this for at least ten years, Sarah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheery, isn't it? Well, at least she gets, uh, she get, gets all her eggs in one basket, as it were. That's, that's true. Right. That's, that's, that's not a gynecological that's, statement. That's how she got twins, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, oh you, know, you know the fancy dress. You know, they're going to be Jedward every year. Jedward? <laughs> not Batman and Robin? You went for Jedward? No, he's got it. Batman and Robin don't look that similar. That would be weird. Not be if Batman and Robin were twins, that would be... <laughs> Because wouldn't there have been a quite a big row about, well done, yeah. why do you get to be a Batman? But the twins the might not be identical. And then there'd be a huge row and there'd be, I was in therapy yeah. for the rest of my life because yeah. I had to be Robin. I'm three minutes older than you. Well, so what? And that makes you a Batman. <laughs> Forget about it. Was that a big thing for boys then? To be what? Batman instead of Robin? I went to um, a, a West Brom away game at Queen's Park Rangers and the, there was a tradition that we all wore fancy dress at the last away game of the season. Oh, please tell me you didn't go with Adrian Childs. And Adrian Childs oh. I went with and he said, let's go as Batman and Robin. I didn't even <laughs> bother asking. I just thought, OK, I'll get my Robin outfit ready. <laughs> <laughs> he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have considered for one second that I could have been Batman and he could have been Robin. 
Oh. Oh man. Yeah, it sounds quite. <laughs> I've had my fill of them. Have <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Chris look. Davis is on the Twitter is very impressed, saying, "I love that Frank knows all the nautical terms." The pointy end. <laughs> yes, but I, mm. is there any more? Perhaps Chris. Chris Davis was that correct? Chris Davis could maybe tell me if that's correct that when you row, the pointy end is behind you and you go backwards. Is that how you're supposed to row? Oh, yeah. Because it has. Why are there no wing mirrors on a rowing boat? <laughs> good well, that's a good point. Because that's exactly what I, I was desperate for a wing mirror. Well, just use your compact. That's what I Couldn't do. Couldn't you just check your blind <laughs> I spot? I didn't have my compact. I don't powder anymore. It gets on <laughs> my collar. Especially if you've got a coat with a fur. Fair attachment. Couldn't you just do an over-the-shoulder glance, like a motorcycle? I was too frightened to do that. I thought if oh, I really? do that the whole day, I'll be trapped underneath it. Uh, Remember that bloke that was trapped at sea for about three days underneath his boat? I thought about that. You were no. in a lake in a private <laughs> member's bar. I know. Yeah, that you could have waded out of. I don't know if I'd have got help. There's a bit where I got stuck next... I literally oh. got stuck next to the outside swimming pool. Oh, that's not embarrassing. Who was in there? Melvin Bragg doing that? <laughs> no, I mean, how embarrassing. It had six people in. Three men, three women. Uh, there were six of the most beautiful people I've ever oh. seen in my life. And it Worst places to be stuck. But what is it about... How yeah, humiliating. What is it about the posh that even if they're just in their swimming costumes, you recognise them as being posh before oh, yeah, they've yeah. spoken? There's just something about yeah. the way they stand and their yeah. look. look. Very long-necked. And their very women. long-necked, yeah. And their swimming costumes are made of that red corduroy that poor people can't buy somehow. <laughs> well, I didn't... But I, so I'm, I was literally... I'd got myself trapped against the swimming pool outer edge. I can't bear this. It's and like Mel is the gamekeeper. And I couldn't work it out with our, with our, with our, ja- our um, life jackets on. And these people go, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> And they got no help from them. They were literally <laughs> too posh to push. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I was stuck there for probably about four minutes. And it just looked... I felt like I was some bloke who'd just come in to have a closer look at these women <laughs> in their in their scanties. But it was oh, and I, I, had to, I had to use the oar to to push push myself away. And think, I couldn't ve- get very good purchase. Do you think they thought that maybe you'd just come awry and you'd been on a canal in Birmingham mm-hmm. and you just ended up there somehow? I, maybe they did think if they've heard of Birmingham, they might have thought of that, or they might have <laughs> thought it was a you know Skinner's about. <laughs> Um, finally, um, Jeremy Beadle had been replaced. <laughs> but, oh, dear, it was it was so difficult. But I, I genuinely would like to know if I was facing the right way. OK. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So that when, we, when I finally got back to the, what are, the sort of landing area, I couldn't work out how I could reach across and actually tie it to the, you know, moor it, as they say. Mm-hmm. It was very moorish. Yeah. Um, oh. I thought, if I move across there, the whole thing's going to tip up. And obviously, Boz couldn't help. So I called across. There was a guy having a sort of a cocktail. <laughs> Turned out to be Alan Yentel. And I said, excuse me. <laughs> and he said, yeah. I said, could you tie that? I'm sorry, but could you tie that rope? You didn't. Yeah, and he was he was okay about it. And I said, "Could you help my child to get out as well?" He's only four, so he took his hand and got him out. And then he looked at me and he said, "Do you do you want me to help you out as well?" Yeah. And I said, "Yes, yes, I do." <laughs> so he actually took my hand. I got up in my life jacket. That's weird. And what? climbed on. You had a humiliating climb down whilst climbing up. Yeah, exactly. But if if that man is listening. 
thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I still I like that you me. had the life jacket on. I know. I mean, thank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the anguish of it. But I tell you what, I did do um, mm. at that same place. When you when you check in, you, you're not in a hotel. You're in like a cabin on the ground. Oh, it's cabin Sounds in the woods. Nice. It's lovely. Sounds really nice. And um, one of the things that you get is a bike each. Right. Well, as you know, I'm not I'm not a big um, cyclist. Although you can ride on two well, wheels, but you, I, it's I had the a roads lesson, that put you off. It was about it? four years ago. I had a lesson. Right. So I mm. thought. Kath kept saying to me, why don't you ever go on a bike? It was one of those gearless bikes, yeah. like what the hipsters a ride. fixie. Was it a fixie? Oh, it was pale green, and they looked lovely. But I was too frightened to go on it. And even Buzz was saying, why don't you go on it, Daddy? I said, no, no, I don't. So he was on his with his stabilisers on. It's all right for some. <laughs> yeah. And eventually, on the last day, I decided to give it a go. So I got on my gearless bike. No helmet. What do I care? And uh, I, I started. It was fantastic. Oh, good! <gasps> really, I really, really enjoyed it. It was, it was brilliant. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I'm so I know that's a slight light review. It is cycling. <laughs> the bike enjoyable. Did you stay upright then? I did stay upright. Oh, good boy. Yeah, which at my age is not easy. <laughs> but the, well, the great thing is, I had a suit on. Oh, that's nice. And so I didn't feel I was part of that, those men that have to wear the lycra and look like they're really ready to the kill. You're the lycra, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was so happy and proud of myself. And when I got back to the cabin, having done two circuits of the estate, Boz, my four-year-old son, applauded me. Oh, you'll do anything Aww. for applause. It's the best applause I've ever had in my life. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio. Um, this is uh, the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio with um, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8-12-15. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Hiya. Oh, yeah. That's my new catchphrase, what do you think? I think it was originally used by Susie Walker. Married to Ian Walker. Married was to it? Ian Walker, the Tottenham goalkeeper, yes. who was one of the great champions of a hairstyle, I believe, it was known as Curtains. Oh, yes. I had Curtains, yeah. She had a programme which Frank and I, I think, are the only human beings ever to have watched. Was it a programme or was Hiya. it an insert? No, it was a programme called Hiya with Susie Walker. Yeah, Hiya <laughs> with Susie Walker, and it began with, you can guess how it began. <laughs> yeah, I can. Hmm. Um, God bless her. Where is she now? If you're listening, Susie, drop us a line, 8 12 15. <laughs> well, hang on. Even if only to say. Hiya! <laughs> <laughs> hang on, we're still waiting for David Seaman to drop us a line. No mm. word yet. No, well, he's, he's racked with guilt. That's About why. No, he's busy, he's busy with that dancer. Liar. He's googling, he's finally googling Jules Remay before he texts. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to talk about Tom Hardy this week, if, uh, if I may. Um, mm. He's been in the Ooh, newspapers. You know, no. Was he in Jude the Obscure? No, Thomas Hardy, I think you were talking about. <laughs> oh, no. That was a late review. <laughs> you know, it's never occurred to me that Tom Hardy is the same name as Thomas Hardy. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I like that you said he's been in the newspapers. I thought he that has. was his... He has. He okay. has. I mean, the actor. Idiotic eureka moment, that was. Mm. I mean, the you know, the... Uh, yeah, I know. I, I would say 
bruiser, tough guy actor. Is that um, a fair description? I think we talked about him last time when he was in Legend, wasn't he? he Playing was, both crazy. One of your favourite films. Which which I haven't Crays. seen. I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen, but I did. I did uh, moot that it would have been quite easy to sign him up for that. I don't think the agent was. I don't think there was much haggle because he would have loved playing both. Crays. I know, but it's quite clever to think <clears throat> we'll have the same. I still think you know, he did it for equity. I believe minimum. he's playing that. Oh, yeah. He's playing still. both Batman and Robin. <laughs> is he? Like, in the next film. <laughs> well, he, he was, was in um, Batman, of course. He was, um, was he Bane? Is that what he was called? Oh, was I don't he? watch those films, darling. Um, oh. He was, he played a uh, friend of the show, Charles Bronson. He did. Mm. He did play Charles Bronson, the prisoner, rather than the actor. Anyway, yeah. the actor himself has said that he uh, regularly replaces burner mobile phones, which are the cheap ones that you can buy that are sort of untraceable or less, less hackable. Of, this is new to me. I've never heard oh, of a burner The phrase burner would have been popularised by the uh, television series The Wire, Frank, which a lot oh. of people would have watched on box set. Right. But you are again. You're again the box set. Also, Al, I am. And it doesn't American surprise me series. that Frank hasn't heard of burner mobiles considering you wears a life jacket in a rowing boat. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, true. Is the, do those two get it? <laughs> well, I just think you're not on the... So you buy a mobile phone and keep it for how long? It doesn't say exactly, but I imagine about Ish. 15 minutes. <clears> and then, yeah. then what? you get another. Yeah, I think he what, just like constantly... Con no, that's contact lenses. He says... <laughs> oh, is it my mistake? <laughs> Can Sorry. I tell you what he said? Yeah. He says it's the only way to prevent being hacked, and he said, we're burning numbers left, right and centre. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a lot of upkeep. Extraordinary thing to say. You see that, this is how the Nazis, they're burning books. <laughs> <laughs> what does he mean he's burning numbers? So he changes his number he a lot. He changes his number yeah. every single time. Oh, if you're and his mate, you'd be constantly saying, getting one of those, this is my exactly. new number. This is my new number, TH. He probably oh. doesn't even put Tom Hardy in case people no. don't read it. He probably, or he might even put T. H. Might just put... Yeah, yeah he might. Just, I was confused, Al, when he said... People think it was him from Steps. <laughs> <laughs> could you, in the world of mistaken identity, <laughs> could you make a bigger error than getting Tom, Tom Hardy mixed up with H from what's, Steps? What's this? The guy who... H from Steps is playing both Chris <laughs> and Charles Bronson. Oh. <laughs> that would be the worst casting of all time. I mean, don't get me wrong, H from Steps is not a man without talent. I've heard him sing and he sings like a bird. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe, believe he pronounces it, was... it H from Steps as well. Oh, H, no. does he? Mm. He doesn't. He can't. He does. I don't believe that. He, guess, what, guess what he said, uh, Thomas Hardy? Uh -huh. He said, I don't touch iCloud. I've been advised not to by my security specialists. I'm with him on that. I'm with him on wow. that. I, I try and avoid iCloud, and my mate mocks me because um, we were once trying What's to get someone. mocks me. My mate mocks me. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, my mate took the Mickey. He took the Mickey old school because um, we were driving somewhere, and I had my phone, and he said, "Oh, just put it in Google Maps or something." And I said, "I I haven't got the location thing. I'm not doing that. So I don't like them knowing wow. where I am." Wow. And he went, Blimey. you need to grow up. Now I've joined the location services thing, well, but I, I Frank, thought, don't say blimey like he's Kim Philby. I, don't I mean, like it's it. not that. I can, just. Can I on. just say, by the way, on, on the subject of H, while we're on H <laughs> steps. Yeah, H. I, um, <laughs> I interviewed um, Sarah Cox. Oh, yes. And Sarah Cox dropped. Was, was, she was baptised Sarah Cox with an H on the end of the, um, of the Sarah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And she dropped it when she started modelling, because it sounded a bit cooler to not have the H. And I said, you must have saved, over your lifetime, you must have saved quite a bit of time on autographs. Yeah. From the mm -hmm. fact. And I said, if we contacted H from mm -hmm. Steps, 
found out how much time he'd spent on <laughs> autographs, you could work out exactly how much time oh. you'd saved. I mean, it's a fabulous calculation. <laughs> so if you're listening, I H, <laughs> drop us a line. Sorry, I, I, I don't. No, in. I was just going to say, I find it slightly extraordinary that he does have security specialists. Is that unkind of me? Because he's in Peaky Blinders mm. and he's and got films. security specialists. Well, I, I don't have... I'm very password one oh. myself. I always think the one will fool them. They oh. won't think to try that at the oh, end. What, across, oh, I see. So I always have password one on everything. You really shouldn't what? be saying <sighs> this on the radio. <laughs> well, have you just told okay, us I'll that? OK, I'll change it to password two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never... I mean, they're never going to work that out, are they? No. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm I'm with Tom Hardy on this. I think people are too liberal with their um the their security. They just sort of flop about through life and they don't think. I've got a little thing that I do that I am. Um, I'll share this with you guys. Okay. Top tip here: when I stay in a hotel, which is quite often, I fairly frequently put my trainers right behind the door, so that if an intruder comes in, they trip up over them. <laughs> or, or get caught. You know the shoes get caught. You know, like when you come back and like the kids have left their wellies right behind the door. You can't get the door out. Can't get the door. Like, oh god! When and do you travel way, with a wedge? That's that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'll I get just, you. I'll get you a wedge. Oh, thanks very much. I'll sell you one off. Thanks. I'll, I'll thanks. I can make you one at home. Thanks. Well, I don't know. That's, that's no. the extra luggage that puts. Me oh, I'll make one from a balsa. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. Do you genuinely put those trainers up against the door? I do, yeah, because I think... Sort of gangland style I think it makes an intruder less scary if you think that they become, like, an angry dad, like, as they walk through, going, who's left their shoes behind this door? That's not as terrifying. Why don't you sleep by the door? On the floor? Isn't that scarier? Well, that would wake (laughs) you up. Well, they get to be quicker. That would wake you up, they'd fall over, they wouldn't be able to open the door. You're hitting so many... Yeah. ...buttons with that one. Good point. Never yeah. thought of that. Anyway, or I could sleep on the other side of the bed and make a like a fake Alan <laughs> out of cushions in the bed. Alan, <laughs> Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then there's a bang on. It turns out it's just mocks me. Come with say if you fancy a beer at the bar. <laughs> mocks me. Mocks me. <laughs> Legend. I'm also concerned about Tom Hardy's security specialist slash analysts. Right. Because presumably he pays, you know, quite Top substantial money. sums to these characters. And the advice they've come up with is throw away your phone, which doesn't seem terribly sophisticated. I could have worked that out. Well, I mean, I... I, I, I what I've seen of Tom Hardy's work is, is very fine. Mm-hmm. But I, um... I don't know, I, uh... He's, has he got something to hide, Tom? Tom Hardy? Because I'm not that. I don't think I have anything. I'd be that bothered. Mm. I mean, you say you say Tom Hardy. I say Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> no, I, I I can't leave any information, which I'm that bothered about getting out there. I mean, obviously, I don't want someone to steal my identity. No, you know, it would be a bit awkward when they turn up here on a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, <it would. laughs> But, um, I think we'd be onto them in a flash, though. Well, not if it was Stephen Tompkinson. No, true. <laughs> or With Graham Norton. No, well, if somebody, um, somebody bought um, £11,000 worth of jewellery in Fiji with uh, my credit card number, I remember. Yeah. yeah. 
Just mentioning that. It's gone a bit tense. I'm all, I'm over I'm over it. Yeah. It wasn't me. Yeah. Oh. It wasn't lovely. me. Lovely Frank. All right, Shaggy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I wouldn't want that, but I no. can't think of anything in my private life that's that. Salacious. Well, most of it I talk about on here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't was... know, you know, he's got, um, has he got kids and stuff? It's he's got a child. I think he was concerned about his parents having, like, their phone calls listened to and stuff. <gasps> There's collateral damage of fame, yeah. isn't there, I guess? I have to say, I, um, what I see a lot now in crimes and stuff is that they, the police tell you what they've Googled. Oh, oh yeah. do they? Recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought I'd be a bit. So I went. I had a look through my Google history to see what I'd be embarrassed about. Oh yeah. And two weeks ago, I listened to on YouTube. I I watched the video for the Passengers by Elton John. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> you know that one? Yeah. Uh, well, da, 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 da. How does it go? Deny the passenger who wanna oh, get on. Want to get on? Want to get on? He want to get on? Yeah. And I don't know if I'd want that in the papers. Oh. But there you are, I've said it on here. I wouldn't so. want it in the studio when it's happened. <laughs> another passenger. Deny the passenger. <laughs> Is it? I thought it was another pa- You never no. tell with Elton. Certainly <laughs> 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 not tell with you two. Yeah. So, uh, apart from everything else was things like Patrick Trout and marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's so depressing. Well, you have a look at your Google history. It's much oh, duller yeah. than you expect. Not in my case. You say Tom Hardy, I say Tom. Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. During that song, I popped down to reception and signed a delivery for um, £11,000 worth of jewellery from <laughs> Fiji for Frank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a long time of coming, I must say. <laughs> Has that actually happened? Have you got security measures in place? You're not really using password one and stuff like that, are you? Tell me you're not. Um, I'm going to say no, I'm not. That's perfect, yeah. <laughs> OK. Oh, yeah. Thanks, we rehearsed that to put them <laughs> off the scent. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be all right. Uh, I, um, I do do that thing. I did it recently. I had to write something um, yeah. in public... And I was basically just writing down um, an idea I had for um, for something, a sort of comedy idea. Mm-hmm. And I was on the train. Um, on, you know, we have that. that the, oh, I like that you table. go on the train. Yeah, thanks. And you know, when you sit, you sit with three people around you. And I actually did that thing of leaning on, putting my head on my arm, like you used to at school. <laughs> oh yeah. So people couldn't copy. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm so paranoid for yeah. Mark. He's yeah, right to be paranoid. How many people have said to him, I'm having that? Like yeah, exactly. Like, pretty much every comic idea oh, that all that is Well, I was sitting next to nabbing. Joe Pasquale. It works well. You don't need um, security advice. Just get your arm right across. Yeah. Get your arm across, yeah. I didn't like people that did that at school. I, no. no. I, I mean, I love you, obviously, with all my heart, but, you know... Well, that, that suggests to me that you maybe you were um, thinking of doing a bit of copying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> mm. Mm. Maybe copying. Yeah, I, uh, I don't. I, I find you know when you go to put the the pin number in the handset in a restaurant. Oh yeah. I, I like you, when you get those um, waiters who are so um, 
they're so sort of professional about it. They turn away. Oh, I like yeah. the look of yeah. I mean, as if I was unbuttoning my trousers. I mean, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> I don't get... I don't want this in my life! They do have I a don't shot. Get that pin number away from me! <laughs> I mean, they recoil, that's the word. Yeah. It is like you're performing a lewd act. It's like um, people are getting changed at Wimbledon, you know, when the ball boys and girls hold a towel up and look away like that. This sort of that oh, thing I never on. look away. Well, when I do... Um, Frank Skinner on demand, oh, the yeah. uh, popular um, chat show on Well, hang on, we'll be the judge of that. You can't <laughs> well, say that about your own thing. I say it's popular, I like it. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I have to get dressed in situ, as it were. Do you? And um, I'm getting a lot of... Uh, That's a there's, weird rule. There's, there's quite a lot of female staff. Right. And uh, I get a lot of those look me right in the eyes while I'm taking... I think they're all right with the trousers. When the shirt comes off, they're slightly appalled. Um, but they do that look like, you know, you know the breastfeeding look that you do when you look straight <laughs> into someone's eyes. Nothing, nothing would move your eyes. Mm. If a ninja suddenly leapt, <laughs> into, you wouldn't look. Yeah. I get a lot of that. Which I, I'll tell you what I would like to know, if there's any of our readers here who know about this sort of thing. Yes. You know when you put your pin number into uh, a thing and it goes... You know, it does. It does. You get a little note. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. If I learnt what note um, belonged to which number, oh, would I, dee, by dee, hearing, dee, dee. be able to hear what their pin number oh, was? Oh, I love that question. Could yeah. please? Um, I absolutely on, love that question. We're Frank. on eight twelve fifteen, or as I call it. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had some texts, Frank. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, we've had a tweet from Justin Walker who says, referring, Al, to, you know, you were talking about leaving your trainers at the Justin door. Justin Walker? Hiya. Hiya. <laughs> 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 to foil any potential intruders. I think it's a good technique. Well, Justin agrees. I'm with Alan on this. Also, I also do the trainers slash door thing in hotels. Wow. And then he's done an emoji of a little monkey covering his eyes. Oh. Which what? I think expresses, I see do no it, but evil. I'm slightly ashamed of it. Oh. Well, that's see no evil. Daisy's a youth correspondent and she nodded. <laughs> okay. Oh, mm. I see. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. So, that the tra- it's spe- it's why specifically trainers? There's a suggestion that the tread on a trainer will, will get better purchase on the carpet. Oh, yeah. I think it's just what these people wear. I, I just put whatever <laughs> it shoes is. I are mean, to who's, hand. who's going out into the world in, in uh, sportswear? It's absolutely outrageous. <laughs> See, my leather-soled shoes will just slide along the carpet. Athletic men like me and Justin Walker. Yeah, oh, OK. That's, oh, that's yeah. who. That's who. <laughs> uh, we've also had a text... Um, Oh, can I, uh, can I just say, do you remember the one about, um... Is this people, a joke? No, no, people <laughs> used to uh, take a hair... Oh, yeah. ...and put it in their diary or something like that. Oh, yeah. And so if anyone had opened it, that the, the hair would They'd fall know. out. Oh, I wish I'd known that one. Mm. <laughs> That's, uh, that was in the spy book that I learnt to tiptoe from when I was a young oh, man. Oh, when you got your tiptoeing technique. Yeah, you got oh, to wow, tiptoe on the edge I had of the stairs. Oh, wow, because I had a Book of Ghosts. Oh. And similar things to Catching Ghosts. There was something where you would put... Well, I say catching. I don't know what you were meant to do with them once you apprehended them. But you would have to put talcum powder everywhere and then you'd see their footprints. Mm. Wow. Yeah. But when you get them, I mean, who are you going to call? <laughs> Good question. And what clothes are they wearing, Frank? That, look, this has been my <laughs> constant bugbear. How do their clothes come back from the dead? 
So there's a lot of naked spirits walking about. You think, actually, perhaps I wouldn't mind seeing one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if they're a bit of all right. Yeah. <laughs> they're all right. Ghost lost. Good point. Ghost losters, it could be cool. You can make a program. Oh, ghost A bloke goes around throwing talcum powder <laughs> over female ghosts just to say, whoa, she's all right. You have so many ideas for television shows on here. Yep. Oh. Ghost almost, losters. Almost like your heart's not in radio. <laughs> you have that many ideas. Don't for... take that back. <laughs> um, We've got an email. Dear Miss Emily, Mr. Just Frank... Just contract, for goodness sake. <laughs> it's the worst possible time to say that. Don't say that to everyone on the air. That's all right. Okay. Security <coughs> breach, another one. Dear Miss Emily, Mr. Frank and Mr. Allen, please, 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 all caps, please, 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 stop saying PIN number. It's PIN, which stands for Personal Identification Number. PIN. What you are saying is Personal Identification Number Number. Stop it. Oh. No, God. Can I explain? Um, it's quite echoey, this studio. Mm. And we are just actually saying ping, <laughs> but then the echo, the N is echoing, actually forming the word number as that. That's right. As yeah. often an, e an echo, you find, will sort of um, develop an abbreviation into the actual word. I don't know if you've ever tried that in a, in a tunnel or in some sort of large chasm. Agreed. No, but this person sounds like, if I may be so bold, a bit of a git, and I like that. Oh, mm -hmm. God, I, well, we, I, you know, I built my life on that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a good point, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll never, ever say pin number again. Oh. You say you just watch me. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, Frank, we've had some pin news. Oh, yes. Pin number news. Oh. oh. Sorry, everyone. Sorry about that, Frank. That's all right. Oh, you could hear a pin. <laughs> <laughs> Team Frank, one, four and seven all have the same tone, as did 258 and 369. Oh. Presumably, to help people who can't see buttons, like Roger Moore or the elderly, perhaps... Cinderella. Whilst, well, exactly. <laughs> 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 whilst avoiding the security pitfall you fear. Oh. Do you understand? Yes, I do. So 147 is interesting. I bet you um, Willie Thorne advised oh, the security yeah. services on that, the master of the 147 brain. Mm -hmm. But I, I, it's, there's still... So you can narrow it down to one of three. So there's two tones. Oh, what about zero? Two what are you tones? Do <laughs> too much, too young! <laughs> too much. <laughs> um, I... Just think, you know, you hear about criminals, they always say about criminals that, that you'd expect them to be, you know, you get the occasional burglar who gets stuck in a window story. Mm -hmm. But often criminals, you always feel that if they use their obviously sharp minds in the legit world, they could do yes. well in that as well. So you think it wouldn't take, there wouldn't be a shortage of criminals clever enough to just learn those, learn the tunes. Yes. Mm. So you could stand next to someone and go, mm -hmm think I've got that. But uh, what you're saying is he can narrow it down to three, although once you get yes. four numbers it's probably one of those, yeah. you know those mathematics things where you think well, that's going to be 20 to 1, it's 48 million. Yeah. I mean if you were the sort of, you know the man behind, I can't remember his name now, A Beautiful Mind, you might be able to do those swift calculations. No, yeah. he's an actor. Oh. Who was the man he played? John. I'm going to need to rewatch that film. Oh yes. A whole different perspective. We know who we mean. Yes. What I mean is, if you were some sort of whiz kid mathematician, mm -hmm. who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be better than having a number system for Las Vegas, from a money point of view, probably. Not sure it would. 
You don't think so? Well, it depends Well, that's on... this week's text. <laughs> what would be better? It's <laughs> a strange be... thing to fall out over. Here's someone, um, I heard a better one this week, things to fall out. But what I was know. it? Um, two people at, at a wedding I was at, and this actually got a bit unpleasant. I mean, properly, like a bit physical. Oh, so hang on, I'm just going to settle down by the fireside. <laughs> so it's, it's not, um, I'm not making light of it. But what happened, the way that the row and the scoffle started was two men had an argument about whether Chicago house music had entered, entered British culture via Manchester or London. <gasps> that is and a they good got round. so aerated that it actually came to... Came to fisticuffs. At a wedding, yeah. After I'd restrained myself with the entertainers at my son's wedding. <laughs> yeah, surprise. Who'd have thought that could have happened? But, I mean, that's a bit of a unique one. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us um, on eight twelve fifteen, please. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, if you will, and email the show via the Absolute Radio website if you over mind to. <laughs> as they say in the West Midlands. Now, I'm getting a little obsession at the moment. Oh, yes. And that is with... Are you familiar with the work of Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Oh, God, yes. Very. Frank, why are you delving into a plastic familiar. bag like a pensioner? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. OK. As, um, it as doesn't Prince seem Charles like you've got your it full focus like on the uh, I'm listening. Look, do you, on the do you know what you look like? No, but you look like someone getting out a 10 by 8 of Perkins outside <laughs> Absolute Radio for a signature. <laughs> Sounded a bit narky then. Do you want me to tell you the last thing you said? <laughs> That's what I always do when I'm accused of not listening. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway... I am quite obsessed by him, because he's something of a colourful character, isn't he? Oh, I think that's, that's... Can I say Zlatan Ibrahimovic is a fantastic footballer? Yes. That's just, right, that's, OK. That's true. After that, things get more complicated. <laughs> he's, uh, he's won a trophy every um, season he's played since 2001. He says Yeah, so but is he in the Radio Hall of Fame? No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> OK. Although... I so he's in the news a bit here because he is it right he might sign for Man United is that correct? Well, there's a rumor. That I think there's a. I think it's because um, Manchester City's. I know a lot of our people don't listen, don't like football because mm. they're bookish types on gearless bikes. But just quickly, Man City have recently Manchester City have recently signed a man called Pep Guardiola, who's a famous manager. And Manchester United, obviously, their arch rivals have signed Jose Mourinho. And they uh, hate each other. I could do 20 other. minutes on their clothing choices, well, those they, managers. they hate yeah. each other of old. And the one way to to wind up Pep Guardiola is to sign Zlatan Ibrahimovic, because right. those two have also had a massive, massive falling out in the past. So I think it might be like if you... Um, live next door to Johnny Depp and you hired Amber Heard as your PA. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. I think, because he's 34 so, now, Zlatan, you can't be brilliant forever. Mm. Thank you very much. Be people thinking, listening to this, think, well... But, Frank, what I love <laughs> is that he refers to himself constantly in the third person, doesn't he? Oh, he does, he, yeah. sa he said in a post-match interview, I started watching and then I became obsessed mm -hmm. because he says, well, you know Zlatan... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but to be fair to him, his book is called I Am Zlatan. Yeah, it's not, which, he is Zlatan. To be I fair to read. you, we're talking about football and you've used the phrase to be fair. Yeah. Which <laughs> I congratulate you At the you end on. of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May I heartily recommend the book I Am Zlatan to anybody who uh, might have um, any kind of low self-confidence problems <laughs> because it is like a holiday in a monstrously big ego and you can't help but think... I've been doing myself down a little bit. I should be more <laughs> confident because it is just amazing. Is it brilliant? It's brilliant. Yeah, it's a what's great. The, what's book. the best? Is that the best autobiography you've ever read? Uh, it's up there. What I mean, I, I think it's well, got a laugh know out mine, loud. Frank, in most I've chapters. mentioned it before on this show. Don't tell Kathy and both of them. Oh yeah, but you don't. <laughs> One honestly. of the best ones <laughs> ever. Be now, can I tell you what I genuinely loved? And this <coughs> is a surprising <coughs> choice. And I'm not being ironic or trying to be funny. Um, I owe you nothing by Matt Goss. <laughs> Really? It's yes, brilliant. it's a brilliant... Because it's all about how they were ripped off. Your manager here, I noticed, uh, his little ears are pricked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because what happened, John, is they weren't told the difference between net and gross. So oh, just dear. so you know, Frank, something yes. to look at. Well, my book's already with the publishers. <laughs> 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 What's your... Oh, I, and obviously, I love your book. That, that no, and that goss. No, no, big fan of your books. Big fan of your books. Um, <laughs> Tom, What's your favourite? Tom Baker's autobiography. Is that good? People absolutely love that. Absolutely amazing. People absolutely love that. Now, these, I'm, I'm guessing what we've got here is three autobiographies that even if you don't have any interest in that area, yes. just some people tell a great life story. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I think that's it. Yeah, try them. Okay. Tom oh. Baker's is absolutely Try them. Mad. I'm not quite sure you can <coughs> still get I Owe You Nothing by Matt and Luke Goss, but oh, have oh, a look, look on Amazon. This is the age eBay. of eBay. eBay. It's eBay. worth a read. Yeah. I Owe You Nothing. That's what my... Um, that's the name I use in hotels when I check in under a false name. Mr. <laughs> I owe you nothing. I think that would be spotted. What about Zlatan's 14 tattoos? He's got, mm. a, lot, he's got a lot of ink. Two there. playing cards, red dragon, grey koi fish, feather. What's that all about? Going through them all. Buddhist monk, and only God can judge me. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. It's a bit basic, I've, isn't I've it? I've got to disagree yeah. on that. I once saw somebody... Um, who had on the God Can Judge Me on her tummy whilst she was shouting at her kids and smoking, and I thought, <laughs> wrong. Yeah, what about if he ever does Britain's Got Talent? Yeah. <laughs> Demonstrably untrue. I find, I, the, the rise, I think, in, in, in multiple tattoos, mm. the rise in that popularity coincides directly with the fall in popularity of the Roth book. That's where we used to do all our doodles and signs oh, yes. and stuff. And now that people just do them on their backs. Fools. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. A little, uh, little snapshot into the self-confidence of Zlatan. Mm. Is, uh, he was asked what he was getting his partner for her birthday. He shrugged and replied, oh. nothing, she already has Zlatan. Fabulous. Oh, that's I what mean, you said to Kath. That didn't go so well. Yeah. <laughs> well probably she didn't, readers she out didn't know that I knew she was having an affair with Zlatan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine if she was having an affair with Zlatan. Oh, yeah, I, I think I'd probably leave it. You know what, I think... I think it's... <laughs> I don't want to mention him about it. You don't even know when you saw her name suddenly appear on his arm <laughs> after a match. Hold on a minute. I think, though, he'd just committed that quite typical error of he'd forgotten his wife's birthday and yeah. then someone asked him and he thought I'm going to face this out I'm going <laughs> as big as possible nothing she's already got Zlatan no but that thing about the birthdays a lot of the yeah. tattoos he's got is his family's birth dates that's right oh, so he now, can remember them like so, prison break no but when you get the phone call saying where's my card you've got nowhere to go <laughs> if you're happily <laughs> if you're on 
He, um, Frank, in I Am Zlatan, he tells us one of those, you know, he had quite a deprived childhood, but the story he chooses to tell, I didn't feel was the best example, because it was one of those, we were so poor, dot, dot, dot. And it was, we were so poor, my father and I had to carry a bed from Ikea. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that poor. I mean, they were in Ikea, they were buying a bed. Yeah. They've gone into Ikea, they've looked up, they bought the bed. (laughs) Bear in mind, he's Swedish as well, so they they sort of live in Ikea. I mean, it's not Dickensian deprivation. No, you're quite right. My favourite We Were So Poor was the Milton Burl one. We were so poor, we thought knives and forks were (laughs) (laughs) jewellery. 11 grand's worth, I heard. Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah. I've got, down my left forearm, I've got um, password one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just in case I forget it. Yeah. No, I don't have any. Uh, do you? You guys don't have tattoos. We have done tattoos. Yeah. Have we? Have, have you? One. Oh, you we have did, got one. Oh, yeah. I remember oh, now. Yeah. We did talk tattoos. I do remember now. You've but I haven't got, got as many um, as Latan, and I haven't Katie got anything Potrick like his self. Katie Potrick on your forearm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's an odd one, but you know, it is. big fan. And I've got uh, Nick Knowles on my clavicle. <laughs> I've uh, not for the first time. I. <laughs> I um. I can't think of anything that I'm so confident will be in my life forever that I would commit it to ink. Huh? Well, what do you love? I know, but you never know if you're going to love something forever, do you? Yeah, that's true. Are you t- my, I mean, probably, you know, the most important thing in the universe to me is my four-year-old son. If I have his name put on my hand and then he becomes a serial killer, I'm going to look pretty <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Oh, think on the bright side. Well, I'm just, you know... Well, you should aim higher as a parent as well. <laughs> well, I'm just saying a tattoo, it's, you know, a tattoo is not just for Christmas. No, true. <laughs> just remember that. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were discussing... I'll tell you what happened. Um, Sarah, who is the assistant producer yeah. on this show, who is 23... She's a centennial. Said mm-hmm. she had never heard of a rough book. Oh. Yeah. So I presume, uh, I know in our regular theme of do you still get, <laughs> I presume that rough books, rough books used to be a thing where you wrote your sort of work that you didn't want it to be seen by teachers, oh, your, is your, that what your it is? preparation. Oh. And you wrote things like Emily a... for Barnaby. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> for example. It, it wasn't a terrible log of physical encounters. When she said she'd never seen a rough book, I just lent a Bravo 2-0 by Andy (laughs) McNabb. It's a rough book, isn't it? It is a rough book. I loved a rough book. It was good. I still sort of use a rough book. I have notebooks that I use for that Mm -hmm. very thing. Yeah, yeah. That's lovely. Sort of my initial thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm. Always covers up his notes, though. He's writing. (laughs) Got his hand over. By the way, speaking of rough books, I've received what looks like a page from a rough book from someone called Esma today, who sent me, um... Well, she sent me some pork scratchings, amongst other things. Oh. Result? And, uh... A a mug. Isn't it? Well, I'm I'm genuinely pleased Yeah, you look pretty cheap. They're the new superfood. There's only me and you in the room that (laughs) seem like that's a good thing. I was honestly told that they were a superfood because they're they're protein. They are not a superfood. They're they're pure pure protein. protein. They are protein and fat. They must be protein They are not out. They are not in any of those eat clean books. It's good fat, though. Chapter five, pork <laughs> scratchings. It's good fat. Pig, pig fat is good it's fat. It's not good I'm fat. Not, it is. Sure it's great fat. Anyway. Anything that you buy <laughs> Look, if there's any nutritionist a pub bar is not good fat. I'm going to acknowledge that... What about nuts? Uh, what about them? They're, nuts, they're good fat. Um, basically everything except the peanut is pretty good, yeah. Okay. 
Well, we've had a, d- a text. Peanuts, also, apparently. you get to see that woman in the bikini if you buy enough packets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, let's look up. Anyway, Esme, thanks very with. much for sending me some superfood and a Doctor Who book and a mug with the Black Country. We had a lot of um, uh, oh, pork scratchings. We Black had a, country, a pork scratching alphabet. text this morning. Did we? Did we? Good morning, Frank. Talking of pigs, have you ever done the pork scratching tour at the KVE factory in Tipton? I never we have. We did it as kids in the 1980s. And I can't read the rest of that now because this has gone mad. Because they collapsed like, from salt yeah. over salt. Yeah, it's I mean, fresh I, love. I acknowledge that there's a lot Here of salt. Here we go. It's back now. We did it as kids in the 80s. Well, I say tour. We used to go through the skip outside and get reject bags out and sell them in the pub in Owen Street. <laughs> well, that Phil J. good. Mm. That is a lovely story. entrepreneurial, I think. It is. Mm. Um, on the subject of uh, women in bikinis, <laughs> we've had uh, uh, an what? email. Hey, hey. <laughs> you heard... We've had an email from a lady a who must have been listening a few weeks back um, saying swimming dates a few weeks back. Oh, yes. Do you remember yes. we discussed the this benefits of No, I don't want to talk about this because you two disgusted me. Emily you were horrified. Um, this, the email begins, thought this will interest or horrify you if you're Emily, had a third date with a man last week which ended up in my hot tub. Nothing Awful. sleazy. And yeah. as a woman, well, nothing sleazy, hot tub, Nothing sleazy, and as a woman in her late forties, I'm not without the jiggle. To be honest, he's <laughs> younger. That, and what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> he's younger and a lot firmer. Uh, she it says sounds like an underground <laughs> magazine. <laughs> he's younger and, and a it's lot. It's in the fitter. jiggle this week. I don't know they get away with it. <laughs> Read firmer. Not an issue, and I'm meeting his kids tomorrow. All went rather well, I think. So it's oh, not, I'm glad to hear it's that. It's not a downer. Like. An early swimming date can be... But uh, if she'd seen any unsightly scars, she wouldn't be meeting his kids this week, you know. I don't You've know got to find that. out early. Oh, you two are disgusting. Oh, no. I'm not. You are. Because it's a two-way street. It's men look at no, women, it's not, because women, women don't judge men in that way. Get out of it. It's true. She said he's younger and a lot fitter, so she's judged him in some way. I once sat with a woman at Warwick University, and I was... I, I, by, I, although I say it as shouldn't, being yes. not only fascinating, but highly amusing... Well, and yeah. I realised she was looking over my shoulder as I spoke, and I looked round, and there was a, a man in with no shirt on digging a hole. Yes, and he had a fantastic physique, and I thought that's what we have to accept. They say well, that's fine. They say you... they get laughed into bed, but the truth mm. is, it's muscles they're after. It's not. You see more ugly men with pretty women. Hi, Kath. Yes, you do. <laughs> you do see that. She's listening at home. And uh, it's not true. I think you're very attractive. Ugly men. Discuss. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, Frank, you've been talking about rough books. Oh, yeah. 415 has texted us. In my rough book, I had copied a sick note from my mother for future use. My teacher found it, and needless to say, I wasn't off sick for the rest of that year. Like Fancy, Becky. But you don't write a sick note on your rough book page. You're asking no. for trouble. No, for goodness can't sake. Do that. Well, she learned that lesson, didn't she, Becky? She did. Indeed. Well, maybe she thought it was a feeling rough book. <laughs> oh, yes. Feeling rough. Oh, by excellent work. Frank, Laura I Ferguson has guy. tweeted us. <laughs> Laura Ferguson. <laughs> took you about ten minutes to get it. <laughs> Laura Ferguson from the Three Degrees. Oh, that's Sarah Ferguson. I'm off to a Wild West Fair and Food Festival yeah. today. <laughs> Fancy oh. trying out your everyday cowboy outfit. 
think she's asking oh, you out yeah. on a date. That's I don't know if you'll have to be naked. No, but the point is that wouldn't be an everyday cowboy outfit because oh. that would be going to an event that's Wild West themed. My so thing oh, is, I see. My thing is, you know, maybe I've got an interview with Simon Mayo and I turned <laughs> up as a ranch hand <laughs> for no reason at all. That's, that is, that's the liberati- liberation of fancy dress that I'm trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm thinking now, what about if I had an Absolute Radio tattoo with the Absolute Radio logo? That would be, um, yeah, I mean, that would be interesting. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm not saying I'll love it forever, but Don't it's an important part you. of my life. Don't let us stop you, that would be my uh, But where will I? Where will I put the um, the purple pointy bit? <laughs> it's the eternal question, Frank. Yeah, I'll just move it to one side, it'll be fine. <laughs> Together, the Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. I believe we were uh, considering sashaying towards email corner, which we haven't done for a while, have we? Mm-hmm. Good, that, mm. isn't it? Um, dear Frank, Emily and Alan, my grandma used to sing Green Teeth. I don't know the tune for Green Sleeves. It says what? to the tune of Green Sleeves. You don't I know. know the tune for Green Sleeves? I don't. I oh, can't I remember do. it. That's my bay. Go on, give us it. Henry the Eighth. Oh yeah. Give us the tune. Queen sleeves. Thank. So what did she sing? She used to sing green teeth. Green teeth in your horrible mouth. That's the trouble. We're not living down south. We don't have a toothbrush in our street. And the only one we had for used for doing the feet. Alsatian's feet. <laughs> um, Very good. My grandma used to sing Green Teeth, Green Teeth to the tune of Green Sleeves when we were kids and hadn't brushed our teeth in the morning. And she would go on singing it until we gave in and brushed them. Oh. She would also sing The Mother's Lament, which I also do not know, but I'll bet you do. No, I don't know The Mother's Lament. Your but baby I'll has gone down the black hole. Is that what it oh, is? Well, that's what that she one. sung. I thought that was My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh... She would sing the mother's lament whilst bathing us and then delight in pulling the plug out whilst singing the chorus, your baby has gone down the plug hole, oh, your baby has gone down the plug. Oh. The poor little thing was so skinny and thin it should have been washed in a jug. Lovely woman apart from that. <laughs> that's what it says. And that's from Dale. I like the sound of that. I do. Yeah. My dad used to sing a thing called Ike McGlight McGleggin. What was that? <laughs> well, it basically went Ike McGlight McGleggin, Ike McGlight McGleggin. And then it went, I took him to school and he stood like a fool and wet right down his legging. <laughs> oh, they were simpler times. They were. We didn't know, you see. Tony Adams. Didn't um, know the damage that was being done. <laughs> no. <laughs> My grandmother used to sing Hey Big Spender, but that's another story. Was your grandmother Shirley Bassey? Good no. song. That would be a great revelation. We had a bloke live next door called Ernie Weston, and the mm. only song he ever sang... Was I've never heard it in any other context, but you'd hear him get up in the morning and you'd hear him in the yard and it used to go, Little Georgie Washington never told a lie. Little Georgie Washington never told a lie. Little Georgie Washington never told a lie. Little Georgie Washington. That was all, that was it. Over and over and over. And that's where I think I've got my interest in American history from. Do you think so? Yeah. He should have got some writers in for that. I think we... I used to know people in those days who just... They had one song that they sing that you associated them with. <laughs> yeah. People sang more, see? We didn't have, we didn't have the Walkmans. 
That's true. Is it Walkmans or Walkmen? What's the plural for a Sony Walkman? I don't know, darling. No one's used it. At twelve fifteen. Sony Discman, Sony Discmen. Sony Walkman, Sony Walkmen. You decide. Now, we've got another email. Have we got time for this email? There's mm. always okay. time. Hi, y'all. <laughs> Susie. Just catching up on the podcast and listening to you suggest a brown envelope as a cup of tea colour. Yes, I, that's Great what suggestion. I do. Someone says you want a cup of tea, I say yes, brown envelope, please, and then they know what colour to go for. Very Helpful. good. Wouldn't you say, Sarah? Although in the modern world... I thought you were requesting payment from Absolute Radio. In the modern world, people probably think it's some kind of special tea that you're after. Brown envelope tea for me. Well, Sam says, I think I've got another alternative to this. How about using biscuit colours as a description? E.g. rich tea, hobnob and ginger nut. Ah. I like it. So if you didn't have milk, it'd be a bourbon. Yes. And and also you could say you could actually use two biscuits. You could say somewhere between nice and ginger nut, please. Oh, I you know, like nice, that. Nice oh, yeah. biscuit. Oh, I think they are called nice, aren't they? I think it's a are myth they? that they come from nice. Is it? I'd go Some rubbish. Uh, Maryland chocolate chip cookie. Hold the chocolate chip. Ah. I like the colour of the biscuit, but not the chip. I There's a moment them. when every cup of tea is an Oreo. Yes. When oh the yeah, milk, the milk yes. is there and then. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I I drink a um a strawberry fruit tea, but I'm unusual in that I put milk in it. So I just say I'll have a Johnny Dodger, please. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. What about? But the trouble is, if you say, "Oh, I'd love a nice cup of tea," people are going to think oh, we want a really milky yeah. one, so it looks like it. that's the trouble. That's I the go downside. for flower and ball paint colours, mole's breath. Mm. <laughs> Man, I'll have a I'll have a cup of tea at Odenil. Yeah, lovely friend. Yeah, eggshell. Um, what about um? That, do you remember the old joke about the bloke who goes to the um, barbers and said, I'd like my hair cut like James Dean? Mm. And the bloke completely shaves his head, totally. And he says, what have you done? Um, don't you know who James Dean is and what he looks like? And the bloke says, yeah, of course I do. I've seen him 15 times in The King and I. <laughs> it's a Yul Brenner joke, which um, <laughs> I, I admit is not very topical, but my point is that people might think they know what a biscuit is, but there could be confusion. <laughs> you with me? Meanwhile, yeah. 091 says, Frank, what's a Sony Walkman? <laughs> so, well, one of our centennials listening yeah. there over in Telford. Yeah, I tell you something, a Sony Walkman was the, the soundtrack to my life for so many years. But I was in Hereford. I thought it was the gramophone. I was in Hereford the other night, and I went to the pedestrianised town centre at about 10 o'clock mm-hmm. at night, and I saw three youths sitting around a ghetto blaster. Brilliant. Mm. Old school. This is 2016. <laughs> Old school. Absolutely. Were they breakdancing? No, they were, kind of they were um, slouching. Oh. Like it's the, the traditionalists. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even know you could still get them. I thought they'd all, like, have one, say, tiny iPod thing, and then they'd have a, some sort of try ear plug like a bluetooth thing yeah so they were all joined to it you know yeah. i think it's a trendy thing it's like a retro nothing fashion so? yeah mm-hmm. you've been terrified <laughs> <laughs> absolute 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 radio frank skinner on absolute radio <laughs> um i just wanted to uh, i just wanted to hark back to that email that we just discussed about uh drinking tea that's coloured like rich tea, hobnob, ginger nut, mm. etc. Um, they, it, it's, it's from Sam, this email, and he says, reader number 1251, 
Uh, he adds, P.S. My dad has recorded the dates he changed the battery in his radio since 1985. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him. I... I would like to see that ledger book. I'd love that to see that ledger, Frank. It's a rough book. Yeah. Well, we should say to new readers that we, uh, we've we been discussing what people keep a record of. Did, mm. did, didn't we get an email that somebody... Had, well, uh, I had a man in the audience, remember, who, who kept a log of every film he'd seen at the cinema. That's right. Oh, when yeah. he saw it, what, what time of night. We've yeah. also had people record the dates that ants start flying each year yes. as well. Oh, Flying Ant Day. I get an flying alert every day. year about that. I am quite... Uh, I think we I missed it this year. I do find that exciting, I must admit. It's very mm. exciting. My dad, when he took the batteries out of anything, used to put them in a, a box, um, keep them all, but it wasn't no, a box, it was sort of a tub, because he always figured if you had two, three batteries, maybe they hadn't all gone. Right. And one day he was going to get around to testing them all individually and see if there's any left with any life in them, but um, he never got round to that. I think we've discussed this previously, but I always uh, love the little cushion on the top of the battery. You know, oh, the black yeah. leather cushion. Yeah, yeah. What's, th- what's that about? And certain gadgets, it's got a little... Uh, oh, that thing, The black yeah. leather cushion. Yes. It's a bit your friends in the S&M community. It me. is. <laughs> it's like a wired cushion that you fit yes. onto the top of it. Yeah. I mean, it, Why? Why some <laughs> machines? Not no, all. I do. I'd forgotten all about that. It's a lovely little springiness to it. Lovely action. Yeah, I think that was the forebear of the soft play centre. That's what, right. The black springy battery that's cushion. Where, that's where it all began. <laughs> that is good. The I get uh, jealous of people that actually write this down. The SBC. I, <laughs> I, just, I think <laughs> writing springy it down. battery cushion. Writing it down is impressive. Every time I fill my car up, I press the button on the dashboard that puts how far it's gone back to zero. So I know what a full tank gets, like wow. 580 miles or 506. But I don't go to the trouble of writing it down because I haven't got that commitment that they've got. And no, I admire them for it. Well, I'll take you out for one of my test drives. What about, You're have to, what about when I ask, take Alan out in a Ferrari? If we ask our readers to send in their discarded SBCs, <laughs> their, their springy <laughs> battery covers, <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> We could use it to line your martial arts studio so people yes. don't get hurt if they're thrown up against the wall. What I if would people love that. actually send them in? Or, Frank, that. we could record another little song for the European Championships this year because they're like egg boxes on the recording studio. Yeah, or we could maybe make a, spr- a sprung dance floor. We could love be made it. We'd have to that. get a lot. Send them in. 429. Don't, 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 don't send them in. Don't send in your springy battery covers. That was lightheartedness. <laughs> Okay, um, oh, Sarah yeah. Champion is um, is coming up, and thank you so much for listening this morning. Um, it's a really, really sad day because one of the great men of all time has died. But this is a comedy show, and thank you for listening. And um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from eight. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.